7. I feel like God's going to play something in our spirit today. Hallelujah. Anybody out there a conqueror? That's getting better. That's getting better. Get about to get word about y'all there for a second. Y'all with me in Matthew 7? Let's go to verse 13. Enter ye in at the straight gate. Not S-T-R-I-G-H-T, but S-T-R-A-I-T. There's a difference. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Many there be which go in there at. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Where of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are revenant wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistle? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. Hallelujah. You find my scripture. I'm a going. Second Peter. First chapter. My God, I feel that wheel turning in the middle of the wheel today. Ooh, hallelujah. Just feel a wheel turning in the middle of the wheel. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I said, anybody know what I'm talking about? Feel that spirit of Christ just a moving and a churning and a turning and a burning. Woo! Hallelujah. Second Peter, first chapter, tenth verse. Whether the, wherefore the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fail. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them, and be established in the present truth. Revelation, third chapter. Hallelujah. My God, I believe I'm going to have to raise the dead this morning. Hallelujah. Revelation 3, verse 7. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true. He that hath the key of David. He that openeth and no man shutteth, shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. No man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. Hallelujah. Gospel of John 14. Don't need to get with me. Some of your minds are scattered. You're going to miss what God's doing. You don't pull your mind together. 
Gospel of John chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh up to the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And ye had, and hast not, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how saith thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My God, I feel him today. Hallelujah. Said, I feel him today. Glory be to the Lamb. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to God. Let's go to prayer. I want to start right here. We pray and I want to preach a little bit. Talk a little bit. Father, in the name of Jesus, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand what the Spirit is speaking to the church. Let your very name be honored and glorified and praised and worshiped. God, let it be honored and lifted up. Lord, and I'm asking you this day to let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. God, move the scales from our eyes, the dullness from our ears. God, this old spirit that got on people's hearts, move it, Lord. Let your name be lifted up. God, let us see and hear and understand what the Spirit is speaking. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk to you today on the door of the kingdom is open. The door of the kingdom is opened. Does anybody know what the kingdom of God is? Christ in us the hope of glory. But what does that mean? Rule, authority, and dominion and reign right here over all creation, over every situation, over every devil, over every circumstance. The kingdom of God ain't up there. It's right here. It's right here. It's right here. God revealed the kingdom to me back in 1987. He spoke to me and said, in a kingdom, he said, the king's word is law. Nothing challenges. Nothing challenges. Nothing comes against. Nothing overrules the word of the king. In his kingdom, he said, my word's law. Whatever a king speaks, that's what happens. That's what happens. That's, a, that, that's what's put in action. If he looks at you, he said, take him, cut off his head. They'll take him, cut off his head. If he sees a fair maiden, he wants, he says, you, you're part of my wives, my concubines. Anything he sees, he wants. Whatever he speaks, it's law. God said, that's the way it is in my kingdom. He said, my word has total dominion. My word has total dominion. God has been telling us for months and years and weeks 
that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And this morning the Lord began to speak to me and He said the door is open for my people to step in to the kingdom of God. Let me tell you something. When God poured the Holy Ghost out on the day of Pentecost, He revealed the kingdom to His disciples. They entered into something. And I'm going to tell you something. That outpouring has never been lifted. That knowledge, that wisdom, that power, that authority and dominion that God poured out nearly 2,000 years ago is still present in the earth. And now the Lord told me this morning, He said, I am opening the door that for whosoever will, for whosoever will present themselves, will present their bodies, will give their lives, will make a choice. He said, somebody is fixing to step through this door into the kingdom of God. Somebody's fixing to step to the door. Somebody, my God, we've stood at the door. We've had knowledge. We've had understanding. We've had wisdom. But we've never stepped in and took hold of the kingdom of God. We've never possessed it. It's been there. It's like we couldn't get our hands on it. When Sister Angela ministered to me, she said, you've been right there. It's like you could get your hands on it. It slipped through your grasp. I got my hands on something this morning. I got my spiritual hands on something this morning. I felt something change in my spirit. I felt something change down on the inside of me. There's an authority. There's an expectancy. There's a faith. There's a rule. There's a dominion of God that has stood up. And God told me, He said, tell people, I've set before them an open door. I've set before them an entrance. What did Peter say? And an entrance shall be ministered to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom. Jesus said in Matthew 7, He said, enter in by what? The straight gate. The straight gate. That straight he was talking about is a narrow opening. It's a narrow opening. It's closed in on, on all sides. It's just a narrow opening. And that's the only way in. That's the only way in is that straight gate. He ain't talking about heaven. He's talking about the kingdom of heaven. He ain't talking about heaven. He's talking about the kingdom of heaven. Is there a place called heaven? Probably. But I'm going to tell you something. I can't find the heaven this church world talks about. But I can find a ruling reign with Christ. I can find a ruling reign with Christ. That we reign as kings and priests in His kingdom. That everything has been put in our authority and our, <coughs> and been given to our dominion. Everything. Everything in God's creation. What is God waiting on? Me and you. 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 He's waiting on me and you. To make up our minds, this is what we want. And he said it before us. It's like I preached, I think it was last week. Choose. Choose. You gotta make a choice. You gotta make a choice. Is this what you really want? Is this what you really want? Do you really want to lose your life for his sake? He said, he said, whosoever loses his life for my sake shall find life. But whosoever findeth life out here, you find life out here in the world. You, you ain't going to find this. You ain't going to find this. This is going to be your number one priority. This is going to be your number one goal. Hallelujah. I said, this is going to be your number one goal. This is going to be your number one goal. Amen. I, amen. Hallelujah. Go with me to Matthew 25. 
I feel good today. I said, I feel good today. I said, I feel good today. I'm excited about what God's doing. You know why? I feel something working. I feel that new thing God's been telling us about. I feel that new move of God. I feel that joy of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Say, well, Brother Metter, has anything changed in your circumstance? Probably not. Anything changed in what you see? No. Anything changed in, in, in what you hear? No, probably not. But something changed in here. Something changed in my spirit, man. Something changed in my spirit, man. Something changed in my spirit, man. And I felt an authority and a dominion settle down in my spirit. I felt a, a, a strength and a control and a faith that I ain't never felt before. I felt something settle down in my spirit this morning. And God said, I've opened a door. I've opened the door. I've opened the door. He said in the Gospel of John 14, You believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. A mansion in that original Greek there is an abode. When we think of a mansion, we think of a wealthy place. He said, in my Father's house are many abodes and many wealthy places. In my Father's house. When the Lord revealed to me back last summer when I was in Savannah preaching, God dropped that scripture in my heart. And I quoted that. I said, in my Father's house are many mansions. And when it did, I went into the Spirit and I saw a room. I knew every part of that room, Sister Marvine, everything about it. Been there many, 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 many times. What was God showing me? The anointing. The place we're walking in Him is so familiar to us. The place we're walking in Him is so familiar. We've got so comfortable in where we walk in Him and the anointing and the working of the Spirit. We're not looking for anything new. We're not looking for anything deeper. We're not looking for anything greater. But as I was ministering and I saw this room, all of a sudden a door I had never seen appeared over in one corner. I went up to that door, and when I opened that door and, and stepped in, there was doors, 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 doors. And I walked up to one of them doors and opened it. When I opened that door, there was doors, 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 doors. And the Lord said, in my Father's house. There are many mansions. There are many riches. There are many places that our eyes have not seen, our ears have not heard, neither has entered into our heart. See, we, we think we know all there is to know about God, about His power, about His riches, of His wisdom. <coughs> the Bible said they're unsearchable. The Bible said they're unsearchable. They're unsearchable. But Jesus said, I go. To prepare a place for you. That where I am, ye may be also. Where is Jesus? Yeah, but He's in us. But what place has He prepared for us? He's in the Father. And the Father's in Him. He's in the Father. He said, He said, it's not me that doeth these works. He said, it's the Father that's in me. He said, believe ye not that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? Believe ye not that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? He said, if you ain't going to believe that, believe for the work's sake. 
He said, what I say to you, he said, it's not I. He said, it's the Father that doeth the works. He said, and I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am you may be also. And when I get to that place prepared, I'm coming back to get you. I'm coming back to get you. I'm coming back to get you. He said, I'm coming back to get you. What has he done? He has went and prepared a place for me and you. He's prepared a kingdom for us. And now he's saying, get ready. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at the door. All these struggles and all these problems and all this upsetness and all these battles you've had. He said, you're fixing to step into a realm. Into an anointing and a dominion and a power and an authority that the devil can't touch you. The devil can't touch you. The devil can't touch you. Hallelujah. Don't have nothing in you. Don't have nothing on you. Don't have no tie that binds. Why? Because you've been searching for that opening. A door is an opening. An entrance is a portal that you enter into something. Did y'all not know Jesus said, I am the way into the sheepfold. I'm the door. He wasn't talking just talking about getting saved. He wasn't talking about just getting saved. You know, people quote that scripture and said, No man cometh unto the Father. Say what? The Spirit draw him. Let me tell you something. The Spirit's beginning to draw people into the kingdom of God. Beginning to draw people to hunger and thirst after something deeper. You think you're just going to go out here with good words and win this generation? No, sir. No, sir, you ain't going to win this generation with good words. Man, we got some of the greatest preachers. I mean, they can, they can unravel the word. They can rattle it off. They can, I mean, they can speak. They're speaking to crowds of 10, 15, 20, 30,000, but ain't no real deliverance being wrought. No real deliverance is being born. Why? It's just words. Just the knowledge of men. Just the wisdom of men. And it's going to take the kingdom revealed in here. It's going to take the kingdom. Hallelujah. I don't care how shiny and pretty you are on the outside. God don't care. Ooh, y'all quiet on me today. Matthew 25. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps... Get me a lamp here. Hallelujah. Which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Y'all got anything down on the inside of you? Y'all got any backup? Y'all got any reserve? Or y'all running on fumes? Anybody running on fumes today? You needle knock in the E mark. <laughs> Feel like you're about to run out. I got my lamp. And my lamp's full of oil. It's full of oil. I said, My lamp's full of oil. He said they were all virgins. They were all clean. They were all serving God. He said, But five was wise, five was foolish. Five made a commitment and had a relationship with God. Five were just floating on whatever. Five just floating. 
You listening to me? He said, five was wise, five was foolish. Five took the oil. Then five had it stored up. Had it stored up. Been praying, fasting, seeking, knocking, studying. Been desiring. Been hungering after God. There's a hunger and a thirst after God. It's taking hold of people's hearts like me and you've never seen. And I'm going to tell you something. A lot of it ain't going to be right inside the church. A lot of it ain't going to be right inside the church. Because the problem with the church is church don't listen. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Man, I've had the Holy Ghost. I've been saved so long I forgot what I got saved. But is there any oil in your lamp? Is there any oil in your lamp? This ain't just going to heaven. This is the kingdom of heaven. Big difference. Big difference. They ain't just loving God. The world out there is full of people that love God. But find the people that are going to serve Him. That's big difference. Big difference to find people that love God and people that serve God. Oh, Brother Matter, I love God. Yeah, but do you serve Him? Not do you love Him, do you serve Him? Is that word your roadmap? Is that word your instruction booklet? That no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what comes your way, no matter what circumstance afflicts your life, no matter what the Lord steps back and allows Satan to bring your way, are you going to stay with that word? Are you going to stay with that word? Because if you don't stay with that word, you ain't got no oil in your lamp. You don't stay with that word and live according to that word. I don't care what you're dealing with. Ain't none of us got permission to break the word of God. And do things the way we want to do them. That's the devil's delight to pull you into a trap. To pull you into deception. Get you to thinking you can do this on your own. You ain't going to do this on your own. He said five were wise. And five were foolish. Five took no oil. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered each slip. At midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish took unto the, said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. The Lord spoke to me in 1997. 
He said, I'm fixing to do something I had never done before. And he said, now do it, I won't never do it again. Man, I started thinking. I said, God, what have you ever done before that you're only going to do one time and you're not ever going to do it again? I couldn't figure it out. Finally, the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm fixing to take a bride. He said, I had never took a bride before. He said, I'm going to take me a bride one time. He said, I won't never do it again. Won't never do it again. Do you realize the Lord is getting the people ready to join himself to? The Lord is getting the people ready to join himself to? I don't remember when it was, but I was standing right there on that platform. Some of you might remember it, but I said the Spirit of the Lord just spoke to me. And God said, I'm looking for a people I can join myself to. God's wanting to join himself to a people. God's wanting to join himself to a people. But are we in the place? Are we getting our... What has God been telling us for a year now? Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Mama come back from minister's meeting said the Lord woke her up at the minister's meeting June a year ago. Get ready. Get ready. Are you ready? Get ready. Are we ready? Are we in that place for God to join himself to us? I'm telling you the kingdom of heaven has been opened a door has been opened that those of us that will, those of us that really want the mystery of this revelation we've heard preached for most of our lives, it's now here. It's now here to enter in. But he said, be diligent to make your calling and election sure. For if you're diligent to make your calling and election sure, he said, ye shall never fail. Ye shall never fail. And see what people don't realize. It ain't up to me. This is up to you. God told me two or three weeks ago. He said, things ain't in your hands. He said, things are in my hands. When Sister Sheila Austin was here, I don't even remember when it was now. Back in February, January. She stood right here in the Spirit of the Lord. And I've never seen, I've never heard Sister Austin make a statement like that. She said, God told me. She said, some people getting their last chance. Said, the door's fixing to shut on them. The door is fixing to shut. Does that mean you're going to be lost? Oh, no. There's people going to be saved. But they're never going to possess what God had for their life. They're never going to be entered in to that life of God, that life of Christ, that dominion of that kingdom. They're never going to step in and possess it. And God had it for them. God had it for them. But they made a choice not to walk by the Word. They made a choice not to do what was right in the eyes of God, that that sacrifice that it took to be that vessel that God could pour Himself in. Am I making any sense to you today? But the wise answer is saying, No, not so. Lest there be not enough for us and you, but go you rather to them that sell and buy yours. Get back to your preachers and get something. While they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready. They that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. He said, I've set before you an open door. 
He said, I open it, no man shutteth, but if I shut it, no man can open it. God has opened the door of the kingdom. He's opening the revelation of the mysteries. An entrance into the kingdom is being set before us that we can step into this. We can possess this. But if God ever shuts that door, ain't nobody going to open it. God told us last year, I think it was, He said, I've set before you an open door. Did God not tell us? See, God starts speaking things, and sometimes it takes people a year, year and a half, two years to process and get this in our spirits. There's things God has spoken to me that it, it has taken months and weeks and sometimes years to get the revelation of what God was really speaking to me. Why? We can't get flesh out of the way. I put myself in this. You hear me? There's times God's tried to show me things that I was too carnal-minded. I was just too carnal-minded to understand what God was trying to reveal to me. But eventually, God got through my hard-headedness. God got through my old stubborn will and began to unveil to me. And see, the thing about it is, everybody got to come through the same door. There ain't one door for me, another door for Brother Michael, one for Brother Jason, another for Sister Pat, another for Sister Brenda, another for Brother Donald. Same door. You got to make the same fact sacrifices. Get the same thing out of your spirit. Clean up your life. And get yourself ready for Christ to be poured. See, we're vessels. We're vessels. I think it was at the minister's meeting last year. Sister Rochelle had a vision of this beautiful. It was a picture. Like, I think it was a big silver picture or something. And it was tilted. And it was full of gold and oil. And it was just tilted. And the oil was ready to come out the spout. And God said, I'm ready to pull myself out. But if God pulls himself out, it's got to go into something. It's got to go into something. we got to present a vessel to God. we got to present a vessel to God that He's willing to pour Himself into us. That there ain't nothing in there that's displeasing to Him. Ain't nothing in there. Because he said, he took those that had oil in their lamps. He took those that had prepared. He took those that were praying, crying, sighing, fasting, trying to get everything out of their spirits, everything out of their hearts, trying to live by the Word. He took those into the chamber. They entered in. And he shut the door. They entered in. And he shut the door. And then here come those other virgins. They were all virgins. They were all saved. They all had their sins forgiven. They probably had an earnest of the Holy Ghost. Get down where you live today. It ain't whether you can shout. It ain't whether you can talk in tongues. It ain't whether you can prophesy. It ain't whether you can heal the sick. It ain't whether you can cast out devils. Is that vessel clean? Is that vessel clean? Is that vessel clean? Is that vessel clean? clean? Y'all following with me? 
Said, are you following with me? Afterward came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, we're ready now. <laughs> Open this door to us. He said, not so. I gave you the opportunity. I gave you a chance. You had the chance everybody else had. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't listen to the working of my spirit. You wouldn't listen to the word. You wouldn't listen to what my spirit was saying. You tried to do it on your own. You didn't want to let my spirit work in you. Get things out of you. You didn't want to become a member of the body and get in there and labor as laborers together. It's one man thing's over with. It's one man thing's over with. The body's coming forth. The body ministry. The body ministry. That God's going to take the vessels that are presenting themselves unto Him. He's fixing to take them in that intimate place. Fixing to take them into that intimate place. And join Himself to them. And become one with them. Become one with them. What are they going to be? Spiritual virgins. Clean. Through and through. Brother Matter, am I going to make it? It's not up to me. It's up to you. It's out of my hands. It's out of my hands. It don't make no difference how much I fast, how much I pray, how much I instruct. Don't make any difference. It's up to you whether you follow what's being instructed. It's up to you whether you follow the teaching. It's up to you whether you follow you got to come through the same door that i got to come through. you got to come through the same door. If I don't do it, I'm out. If you don't do it, you're out. Somebody's going to do it. Why? God said right here, He said, I had five that listened to me. I had five that listened to me. He said, five didn't listen to me. They put stock in other things. But he answered and said unto them, Verily, I, verily, I say unto you, I know you not. What's there for? For you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. I'm telling you, there's a coming of the Son of God. The Spirit's coming. How many times has the Lord told us that the Spirit will come suddenly? To the temple. The Spirit will come suddenly. The Lord whom you see shall come suddenly to His temple. I'm telling you, there's a coming of the Lord. <laughs> he's coming to me and you. And He's going to take His abode right here. Not up there in clouds of glory. He's coming right here. To take His abode. And a door's been opened. And an entrance is being ministered. Into the everlasting kingdom of God. Something I've waited on all my life. Something I've waited on for the four, nearly 40 years. I've served God. I've seen this. I've understood it. I've sought for it. I've pressed for it. I, I've asked God for it. I've fasted for it. I've prayed for it. I've desired it. I've sacrificed for it. And I still ain't got it. That means there's got to be a time. 
There's got to be a time. Because fasting and praying, get it? I'd have got it. I'd have got it. Some of you would have got it. But we didn't get it. We didn't get it. Because with everything we was doing, there's still something in here wasn't right. Still something in here. God saw we wasn't ready. God saw we wasn't ready. But now, the entrance. The entrance. The entrance is being ministered. Jesus said, if a man climbs up any other way, if he don't enter in the door, if he climbs up any other way, the same's a thief and he's a robber. Ain't no thief and robbers going to get in this kingdom. They ain't going to get in this kingdom. Hallelujah. Go back to Matthew 7 with me. I hope this word is helping you today. I said, I hope this word is helping you today. And I read Matthew 7, 13 through 17. Now I'm going to go down to 21. The 21st verse. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Y'all see that? But Lord Jesus, I love you. You're my Lord. Just saying it, don't get the job done. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter. You know why? You ain't going to see that door. You ain't going to see it. I believe only vessels that present themselves to God are going to see this door. I don't believe everybody's going to see it. I don't believe everybody's going to see it. I believe it's got to be spiritually revealed. But I know what God told me this morning. He said, a door has been opened unto my people. He said, I've set before my people an open door. You don't see what I'm preaching? I can't help it. You don't see the move of God that's before us? I can't help it. You don't see the great visitation of the Holy Ghost that God is preparing to bring to His people? Ain't nothing I can do about it. I see it. I see it. I'm hungry for it. I want it. I want it. I know it's upon us. I know just as well as I know what my name is. Something's going to happen down here in this youth rally. This coming weekend. I don't know if Brother Donnie Patterson has ever gone to a youth rally. I can't remember ever seeing him there. And he said, God spoke to him. Something will happen in this one. He's going to this one. Young people have been visited by the Spirit of God. And they've called Sister Angela and said, God told me something will happen in this youth rally this year. Who's it going to happen to? The hungry. Those that go down there with a made-up mind. They're going to get in a realm to worship God. They're going to receive of God. They're going because they want God to do something for them, not because, I got it. I got it. Man, I'm called to God. I'm anointed to preach. I got it, man. I got it. No, you got it to get. This little bitty thing we call the earnest of the Holy Ghost. 
Well, man, I ain't smoked a cigarette in 40 years. Good for you. I ain't drank. I ain't cussed. I ain't stole. I ain't lied. I go to church. Pay my tithes, honor God. But is your spirit right? Is your spirit right? See, what we don't want to do, we don't want to face ourselves and get our spirits right. Woo! Brother Matter, I know I got the Holy Ghost. Yeah, but are you letting it change you? We've gotten so comfortable. That's what the Lord showed me. We've gotten so comfortable. I was so comfortable in that room. I knew everything about it. I knew every screw, every nail in the wall, every creak in the floor. I knew everything about that room. But then all of a sudden, there appeared a door that I had never seen. And when I walked up that door and opened that door, doors, door, 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 door. Walked into one of them doors, Brother Norton, opened it, door, 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 door. It was like there wouldn't be enough time to go into every door and then go to the doors that was behind that door and the doors that was behind that door. And God said, in my Father's house are many mansions, many rich places in the Spirit that we don't even know is there. We've gotten so comfortable, we think we know God. We've gotten so comfortable. We've gotten at ease in Zion. When you get at ease in Zion, the devil reach up and slap you. The devil catch you off guard. Ain't none of us exempt to the devil taking us, catching us off guard, messing us up. All of us. Ain't no one of us the devil can't mess up. If we let our guard down. We let her guard down. Got to try to keep your guard up. He said, Everybody that says, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Boy, I can just hear him on the outside. Saying, Lord, open the door to us. Open the door. Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? God, I prophesied some great prophecies in your name. But the door was shut. I hope this is sobering. I hope this is sobering to you today. And he would say to me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. Lord, open the door. We've cast out devils in your name. In your name, we've done many wonderful and mighty works. You know what Jesus is going to say to them? Depart from me. Ye workers... Of iniquity. I 
Know ye not? I've never known you. Because you've never come to me and got at my feet and been intimate with my spirit. You've never come laid at my feet and got in that place in prayer where my spirit could be joined to you and change you and cleanse you and I could become one with you. And this mind that you got up here could become the mind of Christ. Does Philippians 2 and 5 not tell us, let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in us? I'm going to tell you something. You get the mind of Christ in you, you ain't going to look at people the same. You ain't going to treat them the same. You ain't going to think about them the same. You're going to look at them with love. You're going to look at them with mercy, compassion, forgiveness. Well, I know so-and-so done me wrong, and it'll be a cold day in hell for I'll ever forgive them. No, it'll be a hot day in hell if you don't. You can't hold things in your spirit. Everybody's personality is different. You see things one way, somebody else sees things a different way. Everybody don't float the same boat. But when it comes to living by the Word, we got to live by the Word. Does that mean I'm going to see everything exactly the way you see it? No, I'm not. Does that mean I'm going to do things exactly the way you do it? No. Does that mean you're going to do things exactly the way I want you to? No. But when it comes to serving God, when it comes to coming together in a unity and a love and becoming intimate with Christ, that we can come together, it's there. It's there. It's there. Why? The Spirit is working. The Spirit is working. I'm telling you all, there is a door open. There is a door open. There's an entrance ministered into the kingdom of God. It is going to take us into a realm of God we ain't never walked in. We ain't never walked in this. Why? It's not been revealed to us. And the reason God ain't revealed it, He don't want it messed up. He said nothing unclean. Y'all turn over to Matthew 13 with me. Y'all remember I preached on this right after Bishop Albert was here on the parable of the kingdom and the tares. Y'all remember I preached on this? And I stopped with verse 42 of Matthew 13. I stopped with verse 42. Trying to find my scripture. I don't know if I marked it or not. No, I stopped with verse 40. Verse 41 says, Then shall the Son of Man send forth His angels or His messengers or His ministers. They shall gather out of His kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity. See right now, God's putting His kingdom together. 
He's opened the door to us. But there ain't nothing that offends or nothing that commits iniquity going to be allowed in this kingdom. It ain't going to be allowed in. God is not going to allow anything that offends. He said a perfect, a complete, a mature man is one that offendeth not in word. We ain't reached that place. But there's a door set before us to reach that place. I'm never going to be perfect in your eyes. And you ain't never going to be perfect in mine. I ain't trying. But there's a, there's a place in God that we can become pleasing to God. There's a place in God we can become pleasing to Him. That everything in our spirit is purged out. Everything in our spirit is purged by the working of the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost has dealt with us. So you can't have that spirit. You can't think about that brother or that sister like you're thinking about them. You got to pray for them. You got to pray for them. It's like I said last night. There's somebody you're really having a problem with. It probably ain't them that needs change. It's you. I just can't stand to get around Jason Warden. He just aggravates the daylights out of me. Well, then it's not Jason that needs change. If there's something in me that this brother can vex me that bad, that ain't saying a whole lot about my relationship with God. Got a little quiet, didn't it? Well, God just needs to change him. Well, maybe God just needs to change you. Food for thought anyway, ain't it? Why should there be something in this man that can so easily push your buttons and vex you? If he can so easily push your buttons and vex you, then there's something wrong in you. There's something you need to deal with. God needs to give you a keypad the devil can't find. <laughs> or he needs to move your buttons where there ain't nothing to push. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You really understand what I'm saying? If this man's trying to serve God, and this sister's trying to serve God, and this brother's trying to serve God, and there's something in there that just vexes and upsets us, what are you going to do when you got to deal with sinners out there in the world that's bound? What are you going to do with people out there in the world that's bound by the devil? The people in the house of God trying to serve God can vex you and upset you. You ain't going to be able to deal with sinners. Because I guarantee them spirits in them going to push your buttons. Them spirits in people that are bound by the devil. First thing the devil's going to do is try to vex you and upset you. It gets you frustrated and aggravated. If y'all ever really listen to a champion prize fighter, man, I used to love boxing, heavyweight boxing. I mean, I used to love to watch it. Why? I like a champion. I like somebody that can't be defeated. It does something in me when I see somebody. You can't put them down and make them stay down. 
But every prize fighter that's a real champion will tell you, the fight ain't with your fist. Fight's up here. It's in your mental ability. If you want to get somebody to lose a fight, vex them, aggravate them, upset them, get them mad, get them angry. Intimidate them with words. Psych them out with words where they're defeated before they ever get in the ring with you. That's what Muhammad Ali used to do. He'd psych his opponents out before they ever got in the ring with him. They had the thought in the back of their head, they're just going to get defeated. He psyched them out, and he'd get in the ring and he'd tone them. He'd try to make them mad. Why do you want to make them mad? Because when he made them mad, they quit thinking. They quit thinking. They start fighting with their body and with their fist instead of with their mind. Win the fight every time. First thing the devil will do, somebody really possessed, he'll vex your spirit and frustrate you. It aggravates you that you'll get some mad. Get that person delivered will be the last thing on your mind. Be the last thing on your mind. You won't be able to help them. Why? There's something in you you ain't dealt with. There's something in you you ain't dealt with. God's not going to let you into this kingdom. God's not going to let you into this kingdom. He's not going to pour himself in you. He's not going to do it for me. He's not going to do it for any of us. Why? He's wanting a clean vessel. He's wanting somebody that's got clean hands and a pure heart. It's hard to get your heart pure. It's hard to get your hands clean. But we can do it. We can do it. I said we can do it. Amen. We can do it. He said I've set before you an open door. Amen. But the Son of Man shall send forth His angels and they shall gather out of His kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity. Go over to Matthew 23 with me. Man, y'all have to pray for my voice tonight. It'll be hard to preach two messages back to back. It's all right. Looking forward to it. Matthew 25. I mean 23 and 25. Woe unto you scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, for you may clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Oh, y'all don't like where this is going, I can tell. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and the platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. God looks at what's in here first. We put on this righteous image. But the Lord said, clean first. That's in here. Clean first, that's in here. Well, I was raised up in old, old-fashioned Pentecost. 
hard preaching. Thought I'd done God's service, Brother John. Somebody come to my tent. Wasn't dressed like I thought they ought to dress. Man, I thought I'd done God's service. And I'd just rake them over the coals and rip them up. A lot of times they get them late for service even over. Strut around like a bandy rooster after crow after service, just crow. Boy, I put them on the road. That's when the Lord told me. He said, you're running off more people than you're getting saved. He said, you ain't got no business in the pulpit. He said, preaching your convictions. He said, your convictions are between me and you. He said, I gave them to you. You live by them. He said, you preach Jesus. Get folks saved. Get the Holy Spirit in them. Get the Holy Ghost in them. He said, did I clean you up? I said, boy, did you ever... He said, I'll clean them up too. He said, you quit trying to make people live like you think they ought to live and dress like you think they ought to dress. He said, you preach me. He said, you get them saved, get them receive my spirit. He said, you let my spirit do the work. We've run people that need help out of the church. We've run them out of the church. We've run them out of the church. And I'm going to tell you something. It don't matter what your convictions are. You may dress this outward man up. What's really in here? Go ahead and dress him up. You can dress him up. Just nothing is you. I think you posted up something on Facebook about holiness one time. And I seen back, I said, what's the difference between holiness and modesty? Big difference. Big difference between holiness and modesty. Big difference. Holiness will bring modesty, but modesty won't bring holiness. Did y'all hear what I said? Holiness will bring modesty, but modesty will never bring holiness. You can take them Muslim women, but they covered from head to toe. You can see their eyeballs. Ain't nothing showing about them. I guarantee there ain't no holiness unto the Lord there. Ain't no holiness under the Lord. They'll cut your throat and lick the blood off the knife. Take the Amish, the Mennonites, modest dress, good morals. But modesty and good morals is not holiness. To be holy, your spirit's got to be clean. Your thoughts got to be clean. They got to be pure. You gotta think like God thinks. You gotta see like God sees. You gotta act like God acts. Doesn't matter. We can't do that. Yeah, we can. That's what the Holy Ghost is for. It's what the Holy Spirit of God is for. Is to change us from the creatures that we are now into vessels 
And no matter what this brother's done or anybody else has done, I can look at him with eyes of love and mercy. Be compassionate on him. No matter how many times he disappointed me, hurt my feelings, made me mad, upset me, I still got to look on him with eyes of love and mercy and compassion and reach for God to do something in him. Because I was there one time. All of us were there one time. In our early years, our early walk with God, our early formative years, we had plenty of zeal. Didn't have a whole lot of knowledge, but we had plenty of zeal. You remember those days, Brother Michael? Man, we had faith. We pray and believe God do anything. And a lot of it got honored. Just because we were sincere. But we didn't have a whole not, a lot of knowledge. Run around preaching hell hot and heaven sweet. Telling people if they didn't shape up and live like we did, they're going to hell. We've all had them days. But now a door is opened to where the love and the mercy and compassion of God is washing us and cleansing us inside. No matter what somebody's done, they ain't no worse than you are. They ain't no worse than you are. A person's failures, sins, or transgressions is between them and the Lord. It's between them and the Lord. You gotta leave it between them and the Lord. You gotta leave it between them and the Lord. Amen. You gotta leave it between them and the Lord. Because that's who it's between. No matter how many times we mess up, we gotta look at each other with love and compassion. Amen. We gotta have the right spirit. Because if it wasn't for the mercy and the grace of God, me and you could be in their shoes. Me and you could be right there in their shoes. But what I want you to understand today, and I'm bringing this to a close, is God is cleaning His kingdom up. He's cleaning it up. It's not up to me whether you qualify. It's up to Him. It's up to Him whether you qualify. He said, many are called. If you're chosen. It's time to start presenting ourselves to the Lord and showing the Lord we want to be one of the chosen. I want to be among the chosen. I want to be among the chosen. Amen. I don't want to just be called. I want to be chosen. I don't want to just be called. I want to be chosen. Amen. There's a price to go with being chosen. You can't live your own life. You can't think your own thoughts. You can't do your own thing. You can't make things work the way you want them to. You gotta put everything in His hands. Amen. You can't fl- get frustrated and get aggravated at God because God don't do things on your timetable or how you think they ought to be done. He put this world into existence. He hung the sun and the moon and the stars out there and all the planets out there on nothing. I think he knows a little more about what he's doing 
than me and you. I think he's probably got this thing pretty well planned out. And we don't need to be fussing at him and tell him hurry up and get the job done. I think he got it in control. Amen. A door's been opened into this kingdom if we want it. Whosoever will, let him come and drink of the waters of life freely. Whosoever will. It's not up to me. But John, it's not up to me whether you make it into the plan God has for your life. It's up to you. It's up to you. It's not up to me whether any of you make it. I preach to you. I can prophesy to you. I can lay hands on you. I can stir up the gift of God in your life. I can nag you. I can stay on your heels. But if I got to do all that, if I got to nag you and stay on your heels, try to get you to do right, where's your desire? Where's your hunger to really please the Lord? It's not my job to make you live right. What God called me to do is preach the Word. It's up to every man to line up. That's the reason I don't run around behind people check how they're living. It's up to you. It ain't up to me. I don't come in here and try to, what people say, bust people's hides. I don't try to do that. But I do preach the Word. The word hits you, it hits you. If it hits you, it hits you. If you ain't doing something for it to hit you, it won't hit you. Amen. But if you're doing something to hit you and it hits you, don't get mad at me. You know, in my business, we get a lot of calls done like cars. We get to some of these calls and people are just ranting and raving mad that they've locked their keys in their car. I had one guy work for me, and a lady was just chewing him out because her keys was locked in her car. He just backed up and looked at her and said, Lady? He said, I didn't lock your keys in your car. He said, So get off my back. He probably shouldn't have said it that way, but he did. He said, It ain't my fault <laughs> that you locked out of your car. He said, You done it. I didn't. So quit giving me grief. Because of what you've done. Y'all don't give me grief. (laughs) Because of what you're doing wrong. Amen. Well, Brother Matter, you ought to so-and-so, so-and-so. Maybe I ought to. But that's your opinion. Amen. That's your opinion. There's a lot of things we won't see eye to eye on. But the word we will. Amen. Right now, God's choosing him a body, bringing the people together. He said, the door's open. The door's open. Whosoever will, let him enter in. It's up to you. It's up to you. Amen. It's up to you. I'll do my best to instruct you. I'll preach what God gives me. I'll do my best to encourage you and help you walk this out. But you got to put out the effort. You got to put out the effort. Be in these services, be in the working of the Spirit of God. Every service. 
the anointing, the word, the moving of the Holy Ghost, it's important. I know that we can't all be here every time. But if you can be here, don't make a decision to be somewhere else. Be here. Because what God's doing, He's going to do. He ain't going to shut the door. Y'all hear me? What God's doing, He's going to do. He ain't going to shut the door. If God ever shuts that door, can't no man open it. Can't no man open it. Hallelujah. Would you bow your heads and go to the Lord in prayer with me? Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the working of the Holy Ghost. God, I feel you working in hearts and lives and minds. I feel you working in people's spirits, Father. And I'm asking you, Lord, to, Lord, let this word find good ground. Let it find good ground, Father. Lord, you've been speaking to me for weeks now. You're looking for vessels that will grow up and become mature. God, you had me instruct on maturity up at Brother Patterson's in here last night. God, you're looking for people to lay aside the weight and the sin that does so easily beset them. God, get things out of our hearts and lives and present ourselves to you. Clean vessels. Stand before you with clean hands and a pure heart. Let this word find good ground. Let the spirit of this word Get a hold of our hearts. We give you the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you go check on Mama? she okay? Okay. I know that same infirm spirit that attacked hers tried to attack me. Man, I was feeling fine Friday night. And I woke up yesterday morning and it's like an elephant was trying to sit on my chest. I told the devil he wasn't big enough. I did. I told the devil he wasn't big enough. Got what it takes. Why? I believe in the stripes of Jesus. I believe in the stripes of Jesus. Well, Brother Matter, you sound all. It ain't how I sound. It's what I believe. It's what I believe. My wife told me this morning was coming to church. She said, I'm glad to see you doing better. I said, doing better? Feeling better? I said, there wasn't nothing wrong with me to feel better to start with. I ain't going to give the devil no satisfaction. Come here, Mama. Let me pray for you. Don't you confess an infirmity if it attacks your body. You stand up to the devil and tell him you ain't got no place in your body. Amen? Don't confess it. Devil can't give you anything unless you confess it. Unless you receive it. He can't give you nothing. He can bring signs. He can bring symptoms. He can bring lying signs. But do you accept it? In the name of Jesus. You infirm spirit, you liar out of hell. I bind you and I charge you. Leave her now. Oh, hallelujah. Curse it, Father. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You don't never open your mouth and accept or confess you've got an infirmity in your body. You don't never open your mouth and confess. I've got a young lady up in Calhoun raised up my meetings, and the doctors called her a couple of weeks ago. She went and had a checkup, told her she needed to come and 
have a test. She went and had the test, and they called her while I was in meeting up there. And told her, I, I don't know what they told her, because I wouldn't let her confess it. I said, how you feel? She said, I feel good. I said, you feel good when they checked you? She said, I felt fine. I said, let me tell you something about these doctors. I said, right now, these doctors are facing a lot of hard times financially. And I said, a lot of them are doing surgeries. They tell you, you got something wrong with you, treating you, and ain't nothing wrong with you. She said, well, Brother Matter, I'm supposed to have a test run the day. I'm supposed to go to the Twin City Youth Rally. I said, how you feel? She said, I feel like I want to trust God. I said, walk it out. I said, go talk to your pastor. See if your pastor tells you things I ain't, I'll tell you. And I said, if he does, you walk it out. You take the advice of your pastor. She went and talked to him. He said, walk it out. Don't ever confess. Don't ever confess. You got cancer. You got diabetes. You got high blood pressure. You got glaucoma. I said, what if the signs are there? The devil can bring signs. He can bring symptoms. He can bring symptoms. Y'all go ahead and be seated for just a moment. If there's anybody else here that needs prayer or healing, I'm going to pray for you. But I went through a situation back in the 90s. Back Daddy had the church in Rainsville. I was evangelizing. I was preaching revival. And it was like in the fall of the year. And it get like mid-30s time I was through preaching. And though I was changing clothes, my pores was open. I was coming out in the night air. And I got so choked up I couldn't hardly talk. And so I went and got me some herbs and some vitamins trying to ward that stuff off. Never took medicine. Never been one to take medicine. I believe in the stripes. But I can't live where you live. You've got to walk things out in your own faith. And I'd get better. I'd go preach, and I'd get worse. I'd get better when I prayed, go preach, come out in that night air. Finally, I got me some NyQuil so I could talk to be able to preach. I was laying on the bed one morning, hurting so bad I couldn't hardly breathe. My lungs all congested up. And I was laying there praying. I said, God, I said, you give me faith to heal cancers. Tumors, gorders, blind eyes, deaf ears, dumb tongues. I said, I've seen short legs grossing people get out of wheelchairs. I said, why can't you heal one little old cold? The Lord said, if you ask me to heal you. I said, yes. He said, do you believe I'll do what you ask? I said, yes. He said, then quit asking me and quit confessing you got it. Quit confessing your symptoms. He said, get off this bed. Go in there and take all your vitamins, all your NyQuil, all your everything, and throw it in the trash. He said, start trusting me. He said, anybody ask you how you feel? Tell them you're feeling fine. I walked in there, and uh, I stayed with Mom and Daddy. I walked in there in the kitchen, took everything, just raked it off in the trash can. Somebody said, how you feeling? I was hurting so bad I couldn't breathe. I said, I'm feeling fine. Said, are you? I said, yeah, I'm feeling fine. Went to church that night. I said, I want every minister in here to come up here and lay hands on me. Come up there and lay the hands on me. I said, the Bible said the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise them up. Started preaching. I'd stop and I'd get so choked up. I said, thank you, devil. I said, that shows me you're a liar. 
I said, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. In two days, listen, 48 hours, wasn't a symptom in my body because I wouldn't give place to the devil. I wouldn't give place. I wouldn't confess I had anything. I wouldn't confess any pain. I wouldn't confess any congestion. I wouldn't confess nothing. I wouldn't confess nothing. Still won't. Still won't. Still won't. I might tell you after the fact what I battled, but I will give no place to the devil. I will give no place to the devil. Jesus. I curse this thing at the root. Master, even as you curse the fig tree, I curse the root of this infirm spirit. I bind it. I cast it. Now come in the wall. Oh, holy glory be my God. It went in you right there, brother. That heal, that chronic bronchitis, it's gone. In Jesus' name. I said, it's gone. Hallelujah. Don't y'all know the Bible says not to give place to the devil? You don't give him place. You don't give your situation life. For you, brother. Father, reach down and touch this soul. God, he needs your help. He needs your strength. Lord, and I'm asking your spirit to minister to him. She stands in for him. Lord, minister to him. Oh, hallelujah. Touch his very spirit, Master. Touch his very soul, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You got to fight for these souls, children. You got to fight for these souls. I said, you got to fight for them. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Raise your hands. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Saraspa. Wakosi. Oh, hallelujah. I see the Spirit of God standing in you like a mighty warrior. I see a mighty warrior of God standing up on the inside of you. I feel a strength of the... Glory be to Messiah. So, hey, hey. Re. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Jesus came that we might have a life and have it more abundantly. Amen. He came that you might have life. He said, the thief has come but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, but I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Give me a handkerchief up or something, I'll preach to you.